Welcome to Sports Pass, the only podcast that Santa has on his Zoom. By the way, Santa's people told me that he loves it when Andrew makes fun of old people. He is Andrew Keller, sometimes ageist, and I'm Larry Olson. I like old people, like Nancy Pelosi. Hello, Mr. Keller. What, what age are you considered old? Because I think if we asked your kids, they might say you're old. I probably am old. I don't, I don't know what old is. Is it 70 plus? I think it, it also depends on your ability. My father-in-law is in better shape than I am, and I think he's 65. God, he's got nothing but time, though. He's a, he used to not. I mean, now <laughs> he does. He used to work full-time. He's active. Hey, what's his I max? Do you, do you know his max? How many times can he rep 225? I don't think he, he mainly swims. He oh. plays water polo and swims. So, I don't know. I would say his body fat's like 12%. Oh, Lord have mercy. No. I bet he's getting a lot of chicks. <laughs> this is my bet. <laughs> yeah. uh, this just into the newsroom. Tom Brady laid an egg. The <laughs> uh, Bucks lost to the Saints. We saw this game 9 nothing. It was the first time it. Tom Brady lost to an opponent that didn't manage a touchdown. Imagine that. That's insane, right? That's a crazy stat. Was it a touchdown or just they scored zero points? The first time Tom Brady lost to an opponent that didn't manage a touchdown. Wow. So they, it was just the third time Brady's been shut out in his career. First time a, a Brady quarterback team has been shut out since week 15 of the tw- 2006 season. In 2006, Brady was just 29 years old and no current NFL defensive players were in the league at the time. He's now 44 <laughs> years old. The 255-game streak without being shut out preserves the old record held by, yes, Drew Brees, who in 2006 was playing in his first season with the Saints. Mm. I'm good. I'm not done yet. It was also the first time a team leading the NFL in scoring coming into the game was shut out in December or January. Oh, that's a bunker stat. Come on, I'm just saying it's real. I'm reading I, it. I've enjoyed thoroughly every stat up until that one. <laughs> And lastly, I don't know if you saw this game, maybe best known for Mr. Brady go yelling, go F yourself at Saints defensive line coach Ryan Nielsen. <laughs> I watched a, a good amount of this game and uh, he had one interception, which like I don't even want to give it to him because it was at the very end of the game and they were just trying to go deep. It was like the, it was the end of the game was his interception. So I feel like those junk time uh, interceptions don't count as much, but yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't string anything together. I don't put much stock in this loss because what were they? They were, they were 10 and three at the time. First in the NFC South, the saints are four games behind them at the time. Like the season's almost over. It's easy to not get it up for that game. I don't think that Tampa Bay has much to worry about moving into the next week. So you still say the Gronkineers are the favorite to win the Super Bowl? I do say that. And uh, in case anyone forgot, Rob Gronkowski is not welcome on this show. <laughs> I was kind of worried about that. It, well, you should be. You know who is welcome on this show is John Harbaugh because he goes oh, big. I like him. Before we get into the story, I have a question for you. You're in Vegas you're about even you've been gambling for a while and you're at the blackjack table dealer has or you have 16 the dealer showing an eight do you hit or do you stay you gotta stay you gotta stay yes so you kick the field goal so the analogy i'm making here two out of the last three weeks john harbaugh has gone for two at the end of the game for the win and has not hit both times and he I guess it, it didn't pay off, but like, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. had he hit. 
So I guess I'm 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 sticking to this blackjack analogy a little bit too much, but the Ravens lost 31 to 30 to Green Bay on Sunday. He went for this two-point conversion. Had they hit it, presumably would have won. And then on December 5th, they lost to the Steelers 20 to 19 because of the same thing. I mean, he's still, I mean, they're still in the the hunt for the playoffs. And at some point, kind of where they are in the rankings, might as well go for it to to try to get a first place in your division. Well, so was Lamar Jackson playing in this game, by the way? I'm not sure if he was in this one. He was definitely in the other one. So the thing about, like, I think that Harbaugh has up his sleeve is, like, Lamar's such a great runner that going for it wherever you get it for the two-point diversion, there's such a higher percentage for him because he could do so much more than, like, Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Brady, right? He could throw the ball and he can run the ball. I do think that with Lamar Jackson as quarterback, you do have a higher percentage chance of getting the two-point conversion. Right, so you do make the call. Also, Aaron Rodgers and his Toto. But the, on the December 5th game, the play for the two-point was Lamar Jackson passed to uh, Andrews and it bounced off his helmet. So, like, you have Lamar Jackson, and it's kind of like uh, Seattle against New England, and you have, you have beast mode and you pass it, and your uh, pass gets picked off for the win. Anyway, I mean, there's two schools of thought on – if you're not in the, if you're not trying, you can't win. So, do you play to win? Kind of like the prevent defense stands for prevent you from maintaining your lead. Yeah, well, I, just going back to our first story, Buccaneers mm-hmm. losing to the Saints. I think the NFL is kind of really an interesting league this year. And if you're not really going for it, there's a chance you're going to lose. Like if you're not rolling the dice, you're probably going to lose the game. So. I do think he's got the right idea. I like the idea that he says he's just going to go with his gut. Like, yeah. there's no statistics that he's rolling out. He's like, you know what? If I feel in the flow, we're going for it. Also, John Harbaugh has a pretty long leash, I would assume, with yeah. his team. He's not yeah. uh, He's not Urban Meyer. He's like, he's proven himself and, like, had this gone the other way, even one of the two times, it'd be a much different conversation. Unfortunately for him, it hasn't gone the other way. You're right. I think he's one of the coaches in the NFL. He doesn't have to worry about his job. And he could do truly whatever he wants, and he's good. Right. Right. Well, we have breaking apology news, Andrew. I love this story because I never thought Bill Belichick apologized for anything. But it turns out he does. Colt snap in the Pat seven-game winning streak with the 27-17 win, Indy uh, led by Carson Wentz, who went 50, he threw for 57 yards in this win over the Patriots, a touchdown and an interception. Belichick, after the game, doing the uh, press conference, didn't get into specifics and said, quote, I've said it like five times. I just couldn't say it another five times. We just didn't do anything well enough to win tonight, including giving up 225 rushing yards, end quote. So he was kind of short with the media which I feel like he is every week. Yeah, he's famous for being short with the media. I don't understand this. So then he decides to come in on Monday yeah. and apologize to the assembled media for being short on Sunday. So he shouldn't... Why did he feel the need to just apologize this one particular week? I don't know. Maybe he's... There's a theory. Maybe not theory. There's science behind this. But when you get older, <laughs> you go one of two ways. You become hardened and cold or you become more lovey-dovey. And maybe in his old age, I think he's 70 now or about to turn 70, He's getting a little bit more lovey-dovey, so he wants to express his his feelings. I actually grabbed the audio from this um, from this press conference, which is still, it was kind of long-winded. I cut out about thirty seconds of him and and hawing, but 
wait to the very end. It gets it gets more Belichick. I'll just start off here. Um, look, fellas, I apologize if you know it seemed like I was a little short with you after the game. Um, you know, not not really trying to be short, but honestly, there wasn't too much to say. I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say now, but it's not your fault. It was a frustrating game. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Yeah, and so he just moves on to Cincinnati after all that. <laughs> hey, I, I love it. He's like, it's not your fault. Like, that's such a – that's a, the most unbelichick thing I would have ever expected to hear him say to the media. Like, it's not – that's clearly not their fault, but maybe his – maybe someone close to him is like, hey, man, be a little bit nicer. I just still, once again, don't understand why, like, he's never apologized before in the history of his life for all of the press conferences he had. Like, why was this any different that he felt the need to truly say, like, I'm sorry to you, media scumbags. Right. I mean, that saying, I mean, we didn't do it. I've said it five times. I could just say it. I couldn't say another five. Like, that, to me, seems more reasonable thing to say than answering every question with we're on to Cincinnati. (laughs) Like that seems like you should apologize for that more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. So I, I don't know why he's changing his MO, but maybe maybe Roger Goodell called him. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe he watched the Logan Paul fight night and oh. saw Frank Gore get knocked out <laughs> of the <laughs> ring. So bad for him. I saw this and <clears throat> if you if you wonder basketball versus NFL, who's who's tougher watching this fight between Frank Gore and Deron Williams, clearly the NFL is tougher. It was it was a, a sight. I mean, there's a there's a picture of Frank Gore with just deer in the headlights right before he gets smoked by Deron Williams and knocked out of the ring. Oh, bad look, bad look for him. The the, the best part is like he literally like not you're not like figuratively saying knocked out of the ring. You're saying like literally he got knocked out of the ring. Yeah, he's goes through the ropes he gets popped he goes through the ropes (laughs) oh man um i so this jake paul stuff we talked about i guess maybe last year he's kind of making himself out to me he's a hell of a promoter and seems like he knows how to fight he won by knockout on tyrone woodley um which has been fun i don't know if you saw any of the reddit or twitter about how the fight was rigged even I don't think the fight because he he twists his his uh, right hand right before he he throws his last punch into Tyrone Woodley and knocks him out. The canvas broke Woodley's fall. Like if you're taking a dive, you're not going to face plant or like going to take a full on shot. That was just Jake Paul besting his opponent. I think. I just imagine you're like Frank Gore, and you're like a football player. You never boxed before, and you're like, okay, well if I get knocked out or anything. Like, the worst possible outcome is you become a meme because yeah. you get punched out of the ring. Like there could be anything worse. Yeah. And there's nothing more clear to than uh, an example of Mike Tyson's everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> like at one point, Frank Gore <laughs> tried to go low and like pick him up like it was a wrestling move. So he clearly was his fight or flight. He was he was disoriented. Whatever plan he had had gone out the window and he lost. And also, like just in general, as a football player, you're like, I'm tougher than a basketball player because I'm hitting hitting people all the time. And Frank Gore is a bowling ball of a, a runner. So you would think, but uh maybe the reach, I don't know. It was, I mean, there's no, oh, I could have won that. Like he he lost handily. 
So his boxing career is over. Is that one and done for Frank? I hope so. For his sake. <laughs> I mean, if if he fights again, we can talk about the new meme that comes out. But I don't see him winning. I mean, he he would beat me in a fight, but that's fine. <laughs> fine. Well, it wouldn't be sports best if we did not talk about the COVIDs. Mm. <laughs> the NBA and the Players Association have come to an agreement allowing additional replacement players for teams dealing with COVID issues under the agreement. A team will be allowed to sign a replacement player for each positive COVID player. They come up with the NBA postponed five games on Sunday, as well as, as well as games on Monday and on Tuesday. Uh, there was a game of nets and magic. Two teams had combined 24 players missing Ooh. due to either injury or health and safety protocols, 17 available players between the two teams so they basically have come up with this idea like, hey, you can sign whoever the hell you want and then put them on the team and we'll keep playing games. Contrast that to the NHL, which has said, okay, we're stopping the season until after Christmas. Mm -hmm. So the NBA is saying like, yo, just sign a dude off, this, <laughs> off the floor and we're going to keep rolling this out. I don't know. Do you think it's fair we just get these crappy NBA games with players we don't even know so the season goes on? I mean, I think so. I think to me that that seems to be the more realistic way to move forward than the NHL, just with the, the scheduling because they're shared arenas and then playoffs down the road. They have so many games. I think I'm surprised this wasn't already a protocol. Also, it feels like, I don't know, let's say 36 months from now, I'd say between two years and three years from now, we're going to have a movie about this and some replacement player coming off the bench, like a, a repeat of the Jeremy Linsanity. Someone's like living on the couch and all of a sudden they're dropping threes. Um, I don't know. I mean, it does seem once again, nobody cares about player safety. Nobody cares about anything. The NFL is, has two games on Monday and two games on Tuesday. So mm -hmm. they're not really necessary. And by the way, half the Browns team didn't even play. So there's like, get these games done. I understand there's nothing else you could do. You're getting towards the playoffs. You got to keep the games moving. There's really nothing. The NBA could, I guess, in theory, cancel the season. But part of me is like, well, they just keep keep the games rolling. Right. I mean, we've been in this as long as we've been in this. Yeah. yeah. Either don't. I mean, if you're, if you're personally concerned about your own safety as a player, if you think you're going to get it and die or give it to someone in your family, don't play. And I mean, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not a scientist, but I do what? feel like this. Yes. This uh, Omicron variant is going to be not as powerful. I'm, I'm not ready to declare that yet. Okay. And so <laughs> I'm not officially ready to declare that because there is some wiggle room in my theory. Right. But I do. I think that the players unions are saying like, we got to protect the players. Their teams are like, we got to keep, keep the ship moving. I, I mean, everything I've heard about, what's happening now is you're more likely to get it, but it's going to be more, more mild. Who know? Again, let's not make a definitive statement <laughs> because that's why people tune into this show. Just a five ten white guy from Whittier. I don't know if I'm right. going to go no sign. Knows. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, the one, one other thing I thought of, it's kind of nefarious, but like at some point, if, if you get COVID on purpose or, or, oh. um, Oh, I didn't think about or that. falsely report that you have COVID so you can sign some free agent. I don't know. It feels like a move. <laughs> it feels like a move that Belichick would do. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Well, Tiger Woods 
we thought he would never walk again. God. Right? Him and his son played at the PNC Championship, got second place behind John Daly and his son, John. I don't know how he calls it. Does he go by John the second? John two? John the two. The deuce. John two. I mean, it was exciting to see him back. I'm I'm still on this on the boat that Charlie Woods shouldn't get shouldn't have to deal with this amount of media scrutiny already. But here we go. The big win is for golf. Like people are talking about golf. People are interested in golf. There's been so much about the two of them and their mannerisms are fun to watch. Uh, I mean, this isn't going to translate directly into the tour, but seeing um, icons playing with their kids, it, it was a fun, it was a fun tournament. I thought as predicted by me on the re uh, on the sports best podcast that we would be scrolling through the TV. It's up to the point. My kids would be watching. They would watch more because Charlie was on and we did, but my wife comes walking into the room and she sees Tiger and she goes, holy hell, he looks horrible. And he really does. Like, you just got like, that dude has been through the ringer. You could just see on his face like, damn, brah. Yeah. I looked into my crystal ball. Flash forward 35 years from now, Charlie is going to look worse. That's the only thing I can, I can think of. And the word, like, if you watch this, Tiger's like limping. And he said how tired he was after the, it's like, I, I'm kind of with you, like, what was the reason he wanted to play? Charlie must have been bugging him. And mm-hmm. then the flip side is like, do you really want to put more pressure on Charlie to begin with? Right. He's going to turn out just like you, Dad. I turned out just like you. Cats in the cradle in the silver <laughs> spoon. So he's going to be boning hose left and right. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I mean, once he gets married, yeah. Okay. Get he married be, he'll be monogamous until he gets married. <laughs> I got a question for you. Would do Mars, Lowe's, Home Depot, Five Hour Energy, Target, Dollar General, Sprint, and Winston cigarettes have in common? I feel like that's everything I bought at the grocery store last night. I love Lowe's and an M&M's purchase. You know, whatever it is. Well, the answer is they are all previous sponsors of NASCAR, and they have since pulled out. And uh, I don't know. NASCAR, I feel like at one point in the late 90s, early 2000s, was one of the top sports in the country. Not so much anymore. I still think, I've thought this since the mid-90s, because of the obvious fossil fuel burning for no reason. Um, it's bad optics, but we'll see if they 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 can sustain. M&M's is more expensive than it's always ever been. M&M's has finally had enough. It's saying, like, we cannot sponsor cars anymore. We're out of here. I guess so. I don't, I don't know. Maybe if it's a cartoon, it's more more likely they'll be in bo- on board for it. Yes. Well, this has been Sports Best. He's Andrew Keller. He didn't make fun of old people today. I'm Larry. <laughs> we'll see you next time.